This is Mike Bannock. Getting so much feedback that we can't get something done here. Oh, now it's better. All right, we're going to start again. Mike Banner here, coming from not the We Beam, the beautiful We Beam TV studio, but from still from my dining room table, as I'm still uh, still uh, quarantining myself just a little bit. Uh, but soon we'll be back in the studio. But I want to welcome everybody here. I appreciate it. I want to thank last week's guest, Mr. Mark Goldberg, uh, one of the top people, if not the top person, in the long-term care insurance industry in the nation. Uh, we had a tremendous amount of viewers, and I want to thank everybody uh, for being here last week. So uh, tonight we have a great guest as well, but before we introduce that person, if this is the first time you've ever joined 62 Who Knew, let me give you just a little synopsis of what we are and why we're here. Uh, 62 Who Knew is about the double-edged sword, okay, the mixed blessing, if you would, of longer lifespans. Uh, everyone, when they get to the age of 62, every generation that has preceded me, my father, his father, his father before him, you get to that age of 62, you're approaching it, and we all have the same thoughts. Have I saved enough money? Should I pay off the house? Should I continue working? Should I take my Social Security now, or should I defer it to a later age? Uh, should I make my investments more risky to get a better return, or should I make them less risky since I'm not at the prime income earning years of my life? Do I still need my life insurance? What about long-term care insurance? What about a reverse mortgage? That may be a good idea. The questions actually never end. And we all have the same questions, generation after generation, as we approach the age of 62. Except for my generation. I'm going to be 62 in 19 days, and my generation has one different obstacle to overcome than any preceding generation. And that obstacle is longer lifespans. Yes, in today's country, if you live to be in your early to mid-60s, the odds are better than 50-50 that you're going to make it to age 90. And it's about 40% that you could make it to 90 and 95. And with all the medical breakthroughs and all the scientific discoveries that are in the process of happening, that number could well be 100 in the next decade. So who knew at 62 that we could still have half the time we've been here on this planet still ahead of us. And the point of the matter is less than 1% of this great nation has the ability to retire at age 62 and live a high quality of life to age 90 without assistance, without working, without the use of home equity, uh, without many tools, annuities, investments, stocks. And the whole purpose of this TV show is every week we bring on a national expert to talk about a myriad of topics that I just mentioned and even more. That's what 62 Who Knew is about. We've been on the air for about a year and four months. Uh, we are now up to about 80,000 viewers per 
uh, week, which we're very proud of. So obviously the theme of 62 Who Knew has caught on with the public. And starting very soon, we're going to be changing our airing time from 7 p.m. to 5 p.m. We think that's even going to increase our viewership even more. So that's what 62 Who Knew is about. We have a lot of great guests coming in the next 30 days talking about some amazing topics that affects us all in our families. But tonight we're going to talk about something that's very timely and relevant today. Tonight we bring back one of our favorite people. He's been here before, Mr. Johnny Lowy, known nationally and internationally as one of the greatest real estate trainers in the country. He was named by Wall Street Journals, uh, by the Wall Street Journal as a top 50 realtor in the United States of America. That year he sold 365 homes. Think about that. 365 homes in one year. Came to Florida several years ago and is the president and founder of a wine right real estate, one of the newest national franchises in the country, domiciled right here in Clearwater, Florida. It's been open less than three years and is already in the top 10 of Florida. Uh, no one knows the national real estate market uh, as well as Mr. Lowy. And we're bringing him on tonight to talk about the effects of COVID-19 and buying homes and what it's done and how we're all doing business in such a different way. So without further ado, John, let's bring up Mr. Johnny Lowy. And there he is. Welcome, my friend. Thank you for coming back and doing this. How are you, Michael? Good to see you, my friend. Doing great, doing great. I love your new haircut. Love it. Styling. Oh, hey, Styling. I turned 50 and I said, you know what? You know, I got I turned 50 and I said, I got to change the haircut. I'm trying to, you yeah. know, fit in and, and get the whole younger look. So I anyway. <laughs> well, you already got a young beauty. You already got a young, beautiful blonde wife. You don't need the new look. I need oh, the look. Oh, she's I, awesome. She's my daughter amazing. changed my hair a few months ago. And I you like look it. great. I'm getting there. Yeah, from... Yeah, for, this is a good look for me. It doesn't show anything from here down. It's a great look. <laughs> yeah, I have the perfect look for radio, but we went with internet TV. So, oh, I um, love it. I love it. It has been a weird 2020, hasn't it, my brother? It's uh, oh, if gosh, we would look all the planning meetings you and I have, but all the times that we sit and break bread with each other in January, even early February, would we have thought that we were 30 days away? from masks, from gloves, from realtors not being able to go into houses for months. Thank God you were made to say you were listed as essential people. Praises not being able to go into houses. Who would have thought this? It's insane, Mike. I mean, um, I'm going to tell you, I I've been through in almost 30 years of my real estate career, being a real estate agent, a realtor, and a real estate broker, and also a trainer. Uh, I can share with you, I've been through two severe downturn markets. Um, this is a unique market. Uh, this is a unique situation. Now, um, what we're experiencing is kind of uh, pretty crazy, to be quite honest. You know, it hit, and when it first hit, what we saw in the real estate market, we saw about two to three weeks that there wasn't anything new coming in. There wasn't a lot of new stuff. It was almost like, like if this were, I'm going to show my age, if this were a cassette tape playing, somebody hit pause on the cassette tape. I don't even know if the A-Tracks had to I pause. That. I, know, I, I know the cassettes had a pause on it. So it, 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 it obviously it threw the world into a, 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 a spin. We, we had no idea what to expect. I, I had folks calling me from all over North America saying, John, what do we do? What do we do? What do we do? I said, 
guys, I've been in two down markets. You got to give me a little bit of time to, you know, figure out a plan. I said, this is, uh, this is just a crazy situation. So, you know, like anything, we, we hit the first two to three weeks, we saw a massive slowdown. Um, and then shortly thereafter, we started to see contracts were starting to pick back up and starting to come back in. Listing inventory, which for those of you folks who are out there are not sure what I mean when I say listing inventory, this is folks who are putting their house on the market for sale. I found that those numbers, they still haven't quite recovered fully, but though it has come back. Now, again, two to three weeks, uh, we saw a, a major slowdown. Then it started to creep back up. Um, I would say 60 days in, market looked like it was uh, taking about a 30% adjustment. <clears throat> now, it seems mm -hmm. to be back up. It kind of slung shot or slingshot back, back up. Um, so we're seeing a mad rush now of people who are getting out there buying. And it's funny because, you know, I had a family member. We, we got together on, on Sunday for a nice family get-together. It's kind of funny. My sister thought, food for thought, funny story. My sister says, you got to come over for dinner for Father's Day. I'm making pork and dumplings in this beautiful dinner. And I said, that sounds wonderful. So she texts me. She says, dinner is going to be ready in an hour. Are you guys coming? And I said, oh, oh, oh Okay. I get there and I said, I'm a little confused. I thought I was coming over for Father's Day. She says, yeah, I thought today was Father's Day. So anyway. anyway but we, you get two Father's Days. <laughs> I get two Father's Day dinner, so it was great. But we were sitting down and she said, I said to her, I said, the market has slingshotted back. And she said, you know what I think? I think people think they're going to get quarantined again and they're trying to get out and change what they have to quarantine in. I said, you might be right. Um, I, think, I do see yeah. the, the numbers climbing, but real estate sales are still happening. Now, of course, we're, we're taking some pretty big steps to encourage folks to uh, continue to, to shop because, you know, the governor of the state of Florida and the president of the United States uh, deemed real estate services as a essential service. People need to be able to live and people need to be able to move. So yeah. we're, we're trying to work with that market, as, as you know. But, um, you know, it was, it was pretty drastic, but now we, we figured out how to work within the market and to keep people safe. And, you know, we certainly can chat about that. But I'm fortunate. I, I think the market's it, it's definitely coming back. Um, and I think our purchase sides, you know, buyers purchasing, I think we're about where we were pre-COVID um, mm -hmm. or pretty darn close. Listings, not quite. So folks are a little nervous about putting their house on the market, but there are things that we can do to help them feel a little bit safer uh if you would but certainly if you know they have pre-existing or anything like that they certainly need to rethink it um on what they're doing to make sure that they're playing it absolutely safe so what is your opinion you know there's about 20 states of which here in florida you know where we are uh, there's about 20 or 22 states that are now showing higher uh, people <clears throat> infected i mean it's not even close and more deaths than they were to even prior to opening up the country. Now, there's no doubt so many people being tested is a huge factor in that number growing. But I know right. it is scaring a lot of people. Well, you know, I got to tell you, I don't know if anybody else noticed, but you don't even really hear that much about COVID anymore. Now it's the riots and the this, and I'm like, oh, my gosh. I, I want to get a new bumper sticker that says all lives matter. <laughs> yeah, I wish everybody felt like that. So, anyway, I just, it, it's crazy, you know, but 
I, I do think that, you know, obviously all of us can predict what's going to happen, but I, I think that we'll probably wind up being forced to potentially do another shutdown um, and, and quarantine ourselves again to try to control it, or maybe mysteriously something will come up medically that um, can uh, maybe save the day for us. But um, as far as real estate related, I mean, I can tell you what we did. I mean, we took a stand, and Michael, you were so gracious and so kind to be able to support with what we did. You know, we got nervous, folks. We, we said, well, my gosh, this is how we all earn our living. Um, we, we have to be able to help folks who need to be able to transition to a new home. How can we accomplish this? So um, I went ahead and I found mass. And it was funny. You know what was crazy to me, Michael? I went ahead and I was able to purchase over 20,000 vinyl gloves, over 12,000 surgical masks. We bought 2,000 KN95 respirators. And we bought them. And we bought them originally for our people, right? We bought them for our agents and our agents to be able to give them to our customers. And then when we bought them, we started talking to local medical professionals and they were saying, how did you get mass? I said, what do you mean? How did I get mass? I went online. How does anybody get mass? And we were so appalled at the bureaucracy that the hospitals and the nursing homes and, and big hospitals couldn't get mass and couldn't get the necessary safety gear. Why? Because they had contracts with certain medical companies that said that they had to order from those companies, but those companies were out of stock. So what did we do? Michael, I, and I got to go on record, Michael Banner, uh, his, his company, his organization, um, Professional Mortgage Alliance, I, I called them up. I said, Michael, we need to donate masks to these hospitals. I said, doctor's hospital. I said, there's a chemotherapy center right here in Tampa. I said, Michael, they don't have anything. We took half of all of our stuff, half of our supplies. We took over 5,000 surgical masks, uh, uh, over 1,000 KN95 respirators. We, we took thousands and thousands of gloves and we distributed them and, and it was cool you know the news picked up you know uh, uh, one of the the one of the stories of when we donated the, the to doctor's hospital was so awesome and they were so appreciative people were crying when we were giving them the, the mask yeah. and it touched our heart so you know with that we're now supplying all surgical masks gloves to every realtor in our organization and we actually bought it on behalf of a company on and also with pooling our resources with getting your help and and, and folks like flagship title and yep. brightway insurance these guys all ponied up we all put in money and we bought all this gear we provided it free to our agents and then we said if you're a buyer and you want to go out and shop for homes well by gosh we're going to give you masks we're going to give you gloves and make sure you are safe going in every single house if you were trying to sell your house we made sure that we hung safety kits on the doors that had surgical masks, gloves, to make sure that any realtor that went inside their house to view it, that they could mask up, that they could glove up and make sure that they were as safe as possible. We felt we had an obligation to be able to do whatever we could to help. We, we put together health and safety questionnaires that I worked with my local doctor and said, Hey, listen, I said, Doc, I said, how can we put together? What questions should we be asking? We put together in, in, in an electronic signature format, and we said, Mr. and Mrs. Seller, if you want to sell your home, listen, we understand that there's a need, but we want to keep you safe. 
So we put these safety kits out at their house for agents. We do the health and safety questionnaires for every agent and every buyer that's showing the property. And we, we're telling other agents, we're telling other brokers. I said, listen, this isn't about a line right and Johnny Lowy. And, and, and this is about all of us pulling together to say, hey, listen, this is what we've got to do to keep the economy flowing, right? Because real estate, yeah. everything wraps around real estate, like it or not. It really, truly does. If the real estate market is up, economy is good. Real estate market right. takes a crap. It's not so good. Mm -hmm. So, well, anyhow, I'll tell you, yeah, I thank you for the, uh, I thank you for the nice comments. But the truth is, I just wrote a check. Uh, you, what you did was incredible. And you know, sometimes, uh, you know, in, it's in the worst of times. It's not like I'm making this up. I wish I knew who said this. I try to look it up, but I never can find out. It is in the worst of times. You know, the true heroes come out. Your true personality comes out. It doesn't make a difference whether it's a, a pandemic or a divorce or a bankruptcy or a sickness in the family. It is in the it's it's easy to be a great guy when everything's good. It, it's yep. when your back's against the wall and things look like crap. Uh, that's when your your true personality comes out. And what yep. you did that first few weeks when we were all worried, you know, am I going to close any mortgages? Are you going to sell any houses? You did this in the very beginning. You didn't do it like you were hopping on a train and, uh, you know, following other people. So it was incredible. And your incredible and, team and in the Tampa office, do, it was, it was all incredible. We could think to do. It was all we yeah. could think. We, we, we literally were racking our brains trying to figure out what we could do to keep things moving. It was all we could come up with, and I, I know it wasn't it wasn't the end all be all, but it was something. It was something to be able to say, "Hey, enough is enough, man. Let's let's pull together." And, and that's what I'm talking about, even right now with everything going on. You know, yeah. everybody can easily point the finger, right? Oh, that's yeah. what happened with us. We could point the finger and say, "Hey, please, Mr. Governor, Mr. President, save the real estate market for us." And we said we weren't going to do that. We said we're going to step up as people. We're going to step up and, and try to help our community. I think if, yeah. if we did that, if more people did that to try to step up and help their community, we wouldn't be in this position. I, I'm telling you, I'm going to get a post that says all lives matter, all of them. That, oh, so, you're, you're so right about that. All lives do matter. I've, uh, you know, I, I've been saying the last few shows that I've spent the last you know, year and four months trying, purposely trying not to let 62 who knew become political in too many ways because you give an opinion on anything that's in the newspaper you're, you're pissing off half your audience it's just that simple hey. but i've changed my mind on that the last few weeks we're not going political but still i'm also not holding back myself or my guests we're in very volatile times right now and the truth is all lives do matter and i've, I've said for many years step up and yeah. do the right thing help each other you know, yeah, instead just of, help each other. You know, here's the other yeah. thing. Here's the other thing. You know, it was, you know, this whole thing is terrible, terrible thing. But even the people who hold the phones to record something bad, who don't get involved, you're just as guilty holding the phone That's and recording right. it. Get involved. Get involved. Take a stance. Right? Yeah. That, so I just, anyway. Uh, yeah. It's very, it's very frustrating. I had a, uh, my son-in-law is a police officer and and besides being my son-in-law, he's one of the finest young men I've ever met. And, and he's um, a big dude. Yeah, we, he's like six foot six. Yes, and, yeah, and he is quite large. 
Um, so you don't want to break a law in front of him. And he's I'm just, five foot two. I come up to his navel. <laughs> him and my daughter have been together since high school. They just had their third child. He, he's just a wonderful young man, whether he's right. a cop or not. And That's we had a great conversation about that. And, uh, you know, talking about the cops that were watching it happen. And oh. um, it's rough right now. And I, I, I said I this. To my wife, if I were there, they would have shot me. She yeah. goes, oh, my God, you, you have to get involved in everything. Yeah. And, and, and that's true. If I see, yeah. and I'm like, hey, what do you, I, I said they would have shot me. I said they would have yeah. shot me. I said I would have been arrested for, 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 I said, but that would have been fine. I said if it would have stopped it, I said, but no, everybody's got to be there with the phone. I'm like, yeah. Well, yeah. Phone, Why not pick up that up? phone and dial 911 and say, I'm sorry, I'm watching a cop murder somebody here. Help. That would have got that cop's knee off that guy's neck. Yeah. It, it's rough. And you know what? It's just a um, situation. Those cops. You know, I made a, an example last week or I gave an analogy and I got some nice comments on it. And I got some not nice, but mostly nice. But if you remember, you know, 20, 25 years ago, um, and I don't want to offend anybody, but about 25 years ago, it was discovered, you know, that the Catholic Church did know about the priests that were molesting, you know, children, and they didn't fire them. They sent them from church, from parish to parish. It came out. It was a terrible mock, you know, for yeah. the church. Uh, but they had, and they're still doing it a little, but it came out, and they had to police themselves. They had to let people go. I actually think, and I am, there is no one that loves the police more than I. I was brought up by an old-fashioned greatest generation father. You respect that badge and the man or woman that is wearing it. And the amount of bad police is a very, very small percentage. But it's now time for the police to stand up, because they know the bad people. They yep. know them and mm-hmm. say it's time to get out. And I know there's unions, and they have to worry about being sued, but it's now time for police to stand up and go, yep, that guy shouldn't have a badge and a gun. Get rid right. of him. I think that's what we need right now. And it would take care of a lot of the uh, unrest in this country because there's a lot of unrest in this country right now. I, I mean, think they should put take COVID-19. the in it and put them in a room with his family. Yeah, his family I'd be person. okay with that. I'd be okay. And the cops that waited and watched, too. I'd be okay with that. Anyway, I think they make you and I president. Maybe you and I go for president and vice president this year. Because nobody likes who's running anyway. We could take care of this problem. <laughs> yeah, right. We oh, take my care gosh. That wouldn't Everybody work for me. I'm nice only five two. They don't make podiums that short. I don't think I could see over any of the podiums to make any. You'll debate. have presidential power. We'll, we'll increase them. <laughs> uh, uh, well, it has been a strange yeah. world. It's affected the mortgage market uh, long term. Yeah. I mean, rates are great, but the cost of money is higher because sure. the uh, stock market and the bond market. Uh, has yeah. been so you know volatile. Again, it's hard to believe. Uh, we had people ask pains. what I think is going to happen with the real estate market if COVID goes into another spike. And I said, I think it'll slow down a little bit again. I said, but it's still going to stay going. It's still going to stay functioning. Yeah. Um, it's going to be a cleanse to the real estate community. Um, what do I mean by that, a cleanse? I mean, I think that the agents who aren't really taking the business serious – I think that this could clean out those agents. Those agents have yeah. to really start, you know, rolling up their sleeves and saying, 
hey, am I going to make this a career? Am I going to get out? Am I going to hustle? Am I going to talk to people and try to find a way to help people? Or am I going to, you know, sit and say, hey, I'm going to wait for somebody to save my real estate world. I don't know that that's going to happen. So I think for the ones who are hustling, they're out there working, they're connecting, and they're finding a workaround, if you will. I think those guys are going to do better than they ever did before. Yes. I've got, some of our agents said that they are busier now than before COVID. And mm-hmm. I have some agents who aren't doing any business before COVID and still not doing any business now. Um, right. It comes down to the individual, right? So yeah, same, thing <clears throat> same thing everywhere. There are, you know, I have a friend of mine who owns a restaurant up here and he said, he said, you know, with everything, there's a workaround. He said, I'm not going to kid you. The first two months, you know, two and a half months, we were, we were a little nervous. He said, we figured out how to turn our business into takeout. He says, and we adjusted. He said, if you can adapt, you can survive. And it's about us all figuring out how to adapt, right? How to adapt. So we, we for those of you guys who are shopping, I'd say, you know, I, I think you're going to see another quarantine down the road. So you do I think say, so? Start looking for a better house to be quarantined in. I yeah, well, yeah, what yeah, what were you missing the last three months? We can fix this very quickly yes. at a low interest yeah. rate. There's no exactly. doubt about it. And my gosh, did you see interest rates yeah, no down to get in the twos? Interest rates in the twos, Michael. I haven't yes. seen interest rates in the twos mm-hmm. like ever. Thirty, forty years. <laughs> oh my yes. gosh, it's insane. So. You know, I think for those of you guys who are out there, I think it's a perfect time to start thinking about refinancing. And, you know, that's a question. You know, my, my dad said, my dad's 86 years old. Um, bless his heart. He's 86. He's single. I'm trying to get him, like, married. He's like, ah, I already went through two wives. I said, that's, you got to go younger on the next one, dad. He said, you got to <laughs> go younger. So, but my, my dad, I said to him, I said, Pop, you should think about refinancing. And he says, he goes, oh, well, you know, I got like four and three quarters. He's from New York. He goes, yeah. I got like four and three quarters. He goes, you know, it's a good interest rate. He goes, you got to let it drop like 5% before you ever think about <laughs> financing. He wants it to go negative numbers. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm telling you. I, I keep telling him. I said, Dad, I said, we got to get you to reduce the payments down. I said, then you can have more money to go out on dates. He goes, I don't want to go on dates. I go to the VFW hall. He says, I sing every so often. I dance with a couple of the nice ladies. Uh, I said, I know. I want you to dance more. (laughs) (laughs) One of these days, we're going to have a cup of coffee with him and talk about a reverse mortgage, get rid of his payments. Take some pressure off. Do you know, I told him that. You know what he said? I know. Then I won't have anything to leave you. I said, I'm okay, Dad. Spend it. Spend it. All of it. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Have fun. Yes. So you really think there could be another quarantine? I don't know if they'd be able to shut the country down. I think there may be the first revolts in 1776 if we try to close the country down again. I'll tell you, I, I think they probably will, to tell you the truth. I, I just, I kind of foresee it happening. Um, wow. I just do. Uh, I hope not, but I kind of foresee it happening. Um, yeah. I, I just... Watching the numbers, and I'll tell you, I'm watching our local mayor, and she's kind of, you know, and I get it. Believe me, I get it. It's just, I'll tell you, I wouldn't want to be in office because no matter what answer you do or whatever it is you do, half of the people are going to hate you. Um, I I don't know. They said, John, what would you do? I said, gosh, I just don't know. 
Um, in no, China, sure. I can tell you, I have a friend of mine who was in China, and he said, um, he said to me, he says, John, he says, um, they don't make all of you wear masks? And I said, no. He goes, do you know if we're caught on the street without a mask, we can be fined? We can be wow. fined. Yeah, they're making everyone wear a mask. Everyone. I don't see anyone wearing masks out. I wear them everywhere I go. But I'm going to tell yeah. you, 95% of the folks are out there with no masks. I'm thinking, have you not been seeing the numbers? <laughs> so. Yeah. There's still people out there going, it was all made up, it's nothing anyway. I have some fairly fairly intelligent people that I would consider intelligent going, it was all made up to begin with. Yeah. Do you know it was so funny, but I was in the I was in Walmart and I was shopping and I was I, I think I told you the story. And I said, I'm going through with my car and I got my mask on and I'm heading over to the section where the produce section is, and I'm trying to get some honey crisp apples because just for the record they are the best apples. There is nothing red delicious. Uh-uh. Fuji, nope. Granny Smith, nope. Honeycrisp, all the way. So I'm making my way over to you had this apple knowledge. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I'm telling you. Hey, John, you got to be listening to this. So I start walking over to the to the apples, and the, the guy goes, <laughs> I was like, you know what? I've been wanting to try those Granny Smith apples for quite some time. I'm just going to grab these apples over on the end cap. My wife goes, what happened to the Honeycrisp? I said, there was a guy coughing next to the Honeycrisp. So I said, yeah. screw that. I'll take the Granny Smiths. I said, I, I don't take any chances. I've been going out a little more than lately the last couple of weeks, but I'm cutting back again because of the numbers. But every time I went, <clears throat> I felt like I had to say out loud, just clearing my throat, nothing wrong. You know, no problem here. It's so um, true. But you're Nothing right about the mess. So I, I I'm going to tell you guys, you know, if, if you guys are looking at the real estate market, here's what I'm going to tell you. There's, there's a little bit less supply that's out there in the marketplace. So there's a little bit less inventory, not a ton, okay, but a little less inventory. So what, what does that mean, right? If there's less inventory, I hate to sound so cliche, but supply and demand, right? Yeah. So there's a little bit more room there. So what we're finding is, Michael, houses are actually selling for more money. They're yes, selling they are. for over list price. Over mm -hmm. list price. I told the seller, he goes, well, you know, I might want to wait to put my house on the market for sale until after this whole COVID thing. I said, sir, I'm going to tell you, there is not a lot of homes on the market. I said, there are new homes coming on the market. It's down about 12 to 14, 15%. I said there was already a shortage of inventory before COVID. Now there's more of a shortage of inventory. I said, sir, if you want to get top dollar for your home, now's the time. Now's the time. <laughs> now's the time. Yeah. I said because your home's going to bring multiple offers, providing it's you know priced within the realm. Now we got another seller who priced his home one hundred eighty thousand dollars over uh, you know what what fair market yeah. value is, and he said, well, I know people are desperate. He said, someone from New York, they'll come down and give me my number. I don't know when they, when people thought that New Yorkers were very wealthy and apparently very dumb. Um, yes, but, and um, blind. Yes. Uh, and blind, yes. So, um, but it, it was, it, it's, it's it, it, you know, the ridiculous numbers is not going to be, but uh, right. paying top dollar, oh my gosh, it's definitely happening. Without a no, doubt. No, one, uh, one of your top people yesterday uh, said, you know, Nancy Caballero uh, called me and said, quick, get me a pre-approval letter 
the 200,000 um, yep. clients that are already approved. Uh, we're offering full price. I'm sure we're going to get it. She Look called at back Danny this Henson. morning and Danny said, make Henson's it 205. Doubled. Doubled. His numbers doubled from last month to this month. He said, really? I'm so busy. So busy. Yeah. So That's it's great. good stuff, you know. I think, yeah. you know, for everyone, the market's between your ears. It's what you think it's going to be. Um, but luckily, it's moving. Things are happening. Um, prices are stable. If not, they're they're going That's up. Right. So, I mean, all in all, interest rates are down. I mean, we're awesome. Yeah. And I mean, we're not having many appraisal thing. problems. Some people yeah. predicted COVID might slow down the market. It hasn't. Our appraisals and, are fine. And, and here's the other thing. If you can rally enough people together, you can buy a house and then do a mass takeover of rooms to go and just like pick out all the furniture, you know, and just like all, you know, get like 100, 200 people together, just do a mad rush of rooms to go, you know, then you furnish the house and then we, we go up the street and we, we mad rush, uh, what, what's the, what's the other stuff? Best Buy. Oh, we need electronics. We mad rush. Yeah, we need, and, yeah, we need electronics. We furnish the house free, all free electronics and free stuff. It's mm -hmm. all good. Oh, good. <laughs> now it's uh, it's Crazy. you know it's like you said in the beginning, the people that were doing well before COVID nineteen, they're going to continue still doing well. well. Yep. Yeah, it's between your ears, like you just said. Yep, the ones who the ones who are struggling are always going to be struggling. Um, I always That's say a down market cleans out all the people who shouldn't be in the business. It really does. It separates the 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 workers uh, uh, from the ones who are are waiting for something to drop in their lap. You got to get out there and hustle. And for by the way, for those of you guys, I'm going to do a little personal plug here. Anybody in no, the state of Florida looking to start a new career, um, our company we just uh, opened up the Florida Real Estate College. This is a, uh, a credit, a course credited college, uh, right here in the state of Florida. Um, we're based here out of Tampa Bay. Uh, great, great real estate college. You can become licensed as a real estate professional, a real estate agent. Uh, then take your advanced studies all the way up to being a broker. So uh, for those of you guys who are in a changing career or maybe you uh, got furloughed or you're trying to think of what can I do as a future career, hey, listen, real estate's still moving. It's going to continue to move. But let me share with you, you got to hustle. you got to beat the streets. The work is not helping somebody to get into a house. The work is finding someone who you can help to get into a house. That's, That's the right. work. The reward is actually being able to find the right house. So uh, right. if you guys are looking for a new career, man, consider getting your real estate license because we'll get you a license. Matter of fact, Michael, we're giving out 100 scholarships, free scholarships where, where someone can actually go to real estate school absolutely free, take the 63 hours. We'll get them licensed. We'll help them get their tests out of the way. We'll help them take their tests, pass it. That's incredible. We'll train them, teach them, coach them, and get them started in a whole new career. Um, so they can apply for the scholarship. We're really looking at people to write their personal story. Why do they want to get into real estate? What does it mean to them? We're not looking for someone who says, oh, I just want to make a million dollars. I want people where being a real estate agent or a realtor of helping people to get into a new home means something to them. I'm looking for first responders, teachers. Uh, I, I'm looking for ex-military. I'm looking for folks who are looking for a new career. And we're giving out 100 scholarships to get your real estate license. So I'm pretty excited about that. Matter of fact, we're doing a big introduction to real estate, a three-hour core law class 
on Saturday, March 11th, and then again on Saturday, March 18th, and that's at the uh, West Shore Ramada. Uh, and right. it's it's five bucks to take the course. We ran a Groupon special, five bucks, you get right. to take a three-hour introduction, and it applies towards your real estate school. So, you know, some folks are in a tough situation, or maybe they yeah. don't want to retire. Maybe they're 62, and they said, who knew I would hate retirement? That's right. It happen. Well, who knew I wouldn't be able to afford to retire totally? Yeah, this is some extra income. So it'd yeah. be a great opportunity well, for some of the folks out there. Matter of fact, John, if you want to pop my phone number on there, if any of you guys ever have any questions or I can be of service to you, just mention the show. Hey, I, I saw you guys on 62. Who knew? Um, I'll know that it was my brother from another mother right over here, Mr. Michael Banner. Um, just a good friend and a, a great individual. Helps a lot of friends. Uh, he did my mortgage. He actually got me into my home. I love my house. Michael, thank you. I love my home. Um, he did the mortgage for the lady who bought my current home that I sold to be able to buy this home. Um, so I'm, I'm very, very grateful and very blessed um, to, to be able to um, be yeah. here. Well, and, uh, I did plan on spending literally the last eight minutes of the show, and there's 18 minutes left, on the uniqueness of Align Right Realty and its model um, because it's – yeah, you know, I have unabashed pride in being part of it, being your friend, not just Thank business you. associate. I want to talk about a couple more business things. Uh, but what you've done in the last couple of years uh, is just incredible. And I, I don't know how many real estate companies can say they grew during COVID-19. Here's a part of your website um, you. that is just incredible. Uh, the training calendar that never stops. And this is not pre-recorded training. But I don't want to get too carried away right now. We're going to spend the last eight minutes of the show um, on Align Right Realty. It's my pleasure to do that. I want to talk the next eight minutes about a couple of markets, uh, again, based on COVID-19. You know, this one's a little sad, to be honest with you. Um, you know, the great, great majority of deaths in the nation has come from inside, you know, aged homes, living facilities, and nursing homes. No one argues that. You know, these turned out to be, you know, little senior prisons that no one could visit. They also uh, turned out to be literally Petri dishes for this uh, disease to grow in. Obviously, no one planned that. Um, but still, uh, I think there's going to be a lot, a lot of seniors. I think it's happening right now uh, that are going, you know what? I enjoy the bus to the mall. I enjoy the bus to the casino. I've made some good friends here, but I don't need this here. I'm not here for safety. I'm not here because I'm medically unfit or I'm not, I'm not ambulatory. I need to right. be in a home uh, because to think of all the people that got sick, not only is that disheartening, but to think that they were so sick and possibly passed away without being able to hold the hand of a loved one because no one was allowed in. I mean, they literally turned into prisons. Um, and I don't mean that meanly, but they My did. sister passed away. So I think you're going to get a, I think COVID-19 is going to show us. Yeah. I think for the next 10 years. Yeah. My sister was in a uh, um, uh, nursing home because she had uh, become ill and ended up passing away. And it was terrible. I mean, we could, no family could get in. I mean, we could get in to see her, um, but it was tough. We, none of our other family could fly in to see her and, 
and it was it was terrible. Um, I said she so had to sad pack, to think of that. And nobody so nobody think. got to fly down. My brothers, my sisters, nobody got to yeah. fly down to see her because nobody could travel. It was a ban on travel. Um, so yeah. it was it was it was rough. It was rough yeah. having having lost a loved one during that time frame. Um, wow, it was it was pretty crummy. So anyway, I think for the next ten years, seniors that were thinking of going into an aged facility are going to go. You know, I feel fine. Maybe <laughs> I might have to find a great realtor to you know find me a house with the master bedroom on the first floor, and I want to yep. live near my doctors, but. Yeah, I don't think I want to go into a nursing home. Now, I, I don't care that they're going to feed me. I think this is going to change the trend, COVID-19. And then, of course, with five minutes, seven minutes remaining until I turn it over to you and a line right. I um, think, I think really the reality is, is that after all of this, I think what you're going to find is, is that more and more people should be looking at that reverse mortgage because it allows you to stay in your own home. Then at least you can you can have additional revenue coming in that you can afford to stay in your own house. I just I don't get it. You know, I talked to my dad and I said to my pop, I said, "Listen, you got to do this." He said, "I want to be able to leave the house to you guys." I said, "Dad, if you if you do the reverse mortgage, the extra income," I said, "It'll help you to be able to pay for, um, you know, getting the house cleaned and and yeah. you know, somebody go shopping for you." And he you'll goes, still well, get the house. He goes, that's what I got you guys for. I said, so yeah, that's <laughs> if you had this, <laughs> you'd be able to. So, uh, we don't mind. We don't mind. We love the old no, guys. Of course. And reverse mortgages have taken a huge spike during yeah. this time. Again, for a sad reason. Should. But the- I, I, I got to tell you, for what I know about reverse mortgages, I can't believe that the federal government still insures and does these types of mortgages. It, it's kind of, and, and when I look at the money that the government loses on different loans that they guarantee, did you oh, yeah. see what they lose on the on, on the, the reverse? Yeah. There's, there's not a profit center there. <laughs> and, and there's six, and, and I, I, I don't want it to turn into be too self-promoting for me. I'll just make one more statement. There's $6 trillion in equity right now in people's homes 62 years and above and if we could release that equity give these seniors a better style of life they're not saving that money they're going on well they're not now going on cruises but they're they're spending that money we'd have no economic problems back in the 80s though you remember when i got into business in the early 90s when i got in i had remembered to talk about the reverse mortgages the old reverse mortgages with what was that guy jack um Oh, um, who used to do the the old Jack, Wag- uh, Jack, uh, Jack Wagner? Was that him? No, uh, Robert Wagner. Robert Wagner. I couldn't remember yeah. the guy's name. That's right. And those sucked. Those were not. They the, were dangerous. The they they could get. Matter of fact, I know folks who were in those types of mortgages that came to me and said, "My husband died." And they're they're kicking me out of the house. I can't stay yep. there. Well, and it didn't have a survival a survivorship to the wife or to the spouse. I should say to the wife because it could be the either. Um, but yep. it didn't have the survivorship to the spouse. And, and I, I said, oh my god, all these people are getting forced out of their homes. Not so much, but I can tell you, it's that mindset because they remember what happened back in right. the late '80s, early '90s. And my dad says the same thing. Oh, I remember those. I remember. Them. I said, Dad. I'm your son. I wouldn't steer you down the wrong path. You're mm-hmm. fine. No one's going to make you leave your house. I said, Ever. you could get married 
and, and marry a 23-year-old from another country, and she could stay there for the... Okay. We could have her FedExed over. Yeah. I'm kidding about the 23-year-old. Yes, I know. I know. 36, okay? 36. I'm kidding. I'm still kidding. 42. Yeah. Uh, no, 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 my, no. You know, I'm on my fourth wife now. My, my first wife died of eating poison mushrooms. My second wife died of eating poison mushrooms, and my third wife died of a concussion. She wouldn't eat her damn mushrooms. But, um, yes, <laughs> I couldn't help that. And to our viewers, I'm not married, and I'm not on my fourth wife. Blah, blah, blah. Oh so that gosh, was just a joke. Crazy. Okay. So in the few minutes remaining, before we go into a line right full force, I think there's another market that has been decimated by COVID-19, and that's the commercial office space. Uh, oh. We now have people like myself who now realize, and let's face it, I'm a little guy that they don't need 10,000 square feet or 20,000 square feet. People can work from home. They can be productive. And I think right. when, and I think this whole country, when people's leases come due, and I don't care if you're in a skyscraper in New York or Chicago or Los Angeles, and you say to your landlord, sorry, I don't need 10,000 square feet. I need two. We haven't felt that yet, but the world learned the lesson. We can all work from home. I don't like it, but we can do it. Do you know, I'll tell you, we're, we're seeing it. We're seeing the commercial real estate market is starting to... It is already? It, oh, yeah. It's already starting to, 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 to move and shake. Um, what I can share with you is, is that you're exactly right. First off, you're going to see tons of restaurants that aren't able to survive. Um, so you're going to see a lot of restaurant retail space becoming available um, without a doubt. Um, I would say that's probably the first thing that's going to take the major hit. In addition to that, you're exactly right. Um, business owners are seeing that some of their folks can work from home. I'm not a big fan of working from home. I'm yeah, not a big either. fan of my staff working from home. We certainly did what we had to do um, to try to get through and keep everyone safe. Now we have people in different parts of the office and kind of segregated. Everybody's wearing masks, and we, we do our best to keep everybody as safe as possible. But I'm going to tell Tell you the commercial market is definitely hit. We have, excuse me, we have the space right next to one of our offices. They had another business was set to move in. And I saw work and work and work. And then all of a sudden, all the work stopped. And I said to the landlord, I said, hey, is, is our neighbor moving in? He said, oh, no, they put everything on hold. I said, oh, okay. And I'm noticing there's a lot of different, matter of fact, I went, I just went to get a haircut earlier today, which I was a little late doing the, the mm -hmm. pre-test. Um, but I went in to get my haircut and I said to my barber, I said, hey, wasn't there an Allstate right in here? He goes, oh yeah, they closed. I said, you're kidding me. I said, wasn't there a pool company over here? He said, oh yeah, they closed. I said, yeah. my gosh. I said, what about the little restaurant over there? And he says, closed. I said, wow. wow just unbelievable to me um so yeah we're gonna have a massive increase on commercial space so why should you all be listening to that if you have some equity sitting around in your home your equity's not doing you any good take out some of that some of that equity give me a call i'll put you on with one of my army of agents and let's get you investing into some commercial real estate property you're going to be able to buy it for a great price because of the market current condition and I believe that we're going to see a bigger dip on the commercial market side than we will on the residential market side. Absolutely. Just my thought. No, I, I, I absolutely agree. And, 
and when it hits the little strip centers, you know, it, it hurts, you know, Main Street. But I, yeah. I think there's going to time in a couple of years where you're going to be walking in a major city and major buildings are going to be half empty. And that, oh, yeah. you know, I think this is going to have the ripple effect, um, the butterfly effect uh, for years to come, this COVID-19. All right. So with about five okay, minutes left. Here's the other thing. Here's what else I believe, too, though. When you have things like this happen, right, what happens when do you, do you ever do any gardening? Any who? Any gardening. Do you garden outside? Do you ever like tinker around with I'm plants? I'm Jewish. We have a gardener. Okay. Well, if you trim up and you prune up a tree, right, and you prune down a tree, well, what happens? As soon as you prune it back, right, it looks like it's sparse, right? You go, oh my gosh, team whiz, there's just uh, nothing left. But then what happens? It starts to feed and starts to grow back even stronger than it was. So yeah. while I do believe that there's going to be a lot that are going to suffer from this, I believe the outcome will be is that we will be stronger than we ever were before. Um, and I'm always going to believe that, that, hey, we're Americans, man. We're, we're going to that's how it works. People don't realize that, but that's how it works all the time. Okay, I don't know if you can do this in five minutes. I've never seen you do this in five minutes. But I, um, I say this all the time. You know, being in business, in the mortgage business, 38 years, I was here when REMAX came. I was here when Keller Williams came. Um, I was here when Exit Real Estate came, Prudential. Of course, Century 21 has been around since I'm a little kid with their gold jackets. I was told they don't do the gold jackets anymore. I have never, ever, ever seen... That's why I chased you for so long. I have never seen a model like what you have created with Align Right Real Estate. And I know you're now approved for national franchising. Um, in a record time, you're in the top 10 of, you know, of our area. Tell us a little bit about what makes it so special. So, so when we created Align Right Realty, we realized that the consumer had to have the best experience that they possibly could. Well, how can the consumer have the best experience? Well, we built our company where most build it from the top down. We built it from the bottom up. What we wanted to make sure is that the consumer had a great experience. Well, how can we make sure that the consumer has a great experience? Take care of the agent. The agent is the, the assets of any real estate company. They are the footline soldiers. Being ex-military myself, I can tell you the footline soldiers are some of the most important people that you could have uh, as part of your army. So what I can share with you is, is that as realtors look at this business, they see two types of real estate brokerages that are out there. Um, they see 100% brokerages, which pay them 100% of their money. And then they see split companies. Now, for the general public looking at this, they say, well, what's a split company? Realtors can go to work for a company, and a company will take a large portion of their money. Some of these other companies that are out there will take 30% of their money plus additional franchise fees. And at the end of the day, the agent is left with this much money. And sometimes it's hard for the agent to have the right resources to be able to do the proper job that they need to do because somebody's constantly in their pocket taking their money. And it's a lot of these big box brand companies. Um, so you know, I'm never surprised when I hear these things. So what we did with Align Right, we put together a hybrid model. We realized that agents needed to be able to retain 100% of their commissions and get paid all of their commissions because they'll work harder. They'll be able to do a better job for their client. So we provide the agents phenomenal training. We train our agents on a daily basis. 
We teach our agents how to be better structured realtors and how to be able to go out there and change people's lives. We also have a full-time graphic designer and a full graphic design department that does nothing but create graphics for our realtors and graphics for our homeowners who are trying to sell their properties. We also realized early on that not every agent could be a graphic designer. So we made sure to provide that forum. Number three, we knew we had to have cutting edge technology, Michael. We were competing against some of the big boys in the marketplace. And if we were gonna compete with them, we had to outflank them. And to outflank them meant we had to give better technology, better marketing capabilities, not only for the agent, but for the consumer as well. Fourth, we knew that our agents needed to have leads. We knew that they needed to be able to have a steady stream of business because if they were stressed, they were going to perform less. If we keep them happy and we keep a steady stream of business coming in and we don't put our hands in their pocket and nickel and dime them and charging them for copies and leads and all this, we provide it to our agents free. Number five, we create an incredible culture for our agents to work in. We want yes, them to do. always feel like they're part of our family. We do monthly family fun nights where we invite our agents and, and all of their families during COVID. Do you know we've done family fun nights and actually had pizza? Well, you know, because you helped us. We had pizza that was incredible. to everybody's home. We did a line right, Scott Talent. We did fun nights. We take them out bowling to comedy clubs all sorts of things because we love our people. And what we feel is, is if we love our agents, our agents will love their consumers and their customers and we get repeat business. We knew early on, Michael, that the agent was the window that they saw our company through. So if we could make them better trained, better branded, make sure that they had the best technology and that they had a steady stream of business, they would be able to perform better for every single person that's out there making sure that Align Right Realty continues to grow across North America. So I'm super excited. And, and it is incredible. And I have to say, you know, before we knew each other so well, I think I called to speak to you maybe about 18 months, two years ago. And the person on the phone went, well, Johnny's out door knocking with the new people. I said, you mean he's teaching a door knocking class? He goes, so he goes no, he's out door knocking with the people that just got licensed. And I'm thinking to myself, one of the best realtors in North America, he's literally taking people that just passed the test and knocking on doors. And what's more amazing about that, not that just you do it, is that I then speak to these people and go, I, I picked up two sales. I don't even know how. Johnny did all the talking. Uh, what do I do now, Michael? I go, well, now we get them to the website. We get an application and we approve them for their mortgage. But um, you know, oh, it's so much fun because be a, they, they build it up and they think it's going to be so much tougher. And when you get right down to it and you say, hey, no, really, it's, it's easier than you think. It's a lot of fun. And when you see their face and they come alive, they're like, oh, my God, I just got to help somebody. Yeah. I go, that's what it's yeah. about. That's the feeling. That's why we do what we do. So if you guys want to get licensed as a realtor, send me a letter. Tell me why you want to get licensed. I'd love to give you a scholarship. All right. There's less than 40 seconds left, so I'm going to do this as quick as I can. We were having a sales meeting about six months ago in the Ramah, uh, some hotel in Tampa. People were telling success stories, and so many people had tears in their eyes that when I went to the desk just to pay for my iced tea, people came to me and said, is that like a funeral home or a funeral director thing? I saw so many people crying. It was, it was <laughs> unbelievable. People crying at one of your meetings saying, thank you. I never thought I'd have a life like this. 
you're doing incredible things, my friend, and you always do. You work from your heart. Seven seconds left. Thank you, everybody. We have got great shows in, in the rest of June. Thank you so much, Johnny. I appreciate you being here. Thank you, John.